And now, in her boldest attempt yet, she tries to record a podcast while taking care of her child. So if you hear baby noises in the background, that's what that is. It's definitely going to be interesting. All right. Well, I just wanted to jump on and talk a little more about my choice to become a doula and that process so far. I also just wanted to say, too, um, there's a lot of you know, details of the, my birth story, um, that was, that were left out just because it's, you know, it's a long story with a lot of details in it and also your memory during trauma is just a little different, um, during childbirth especially. So, um, I don't know. I just... I'm sure nobody else would really care, but I feel like I wanted to just put that disclaimer out there. Um, Second thing is, yeah, I just wanted to talk about birth work and, and, and why I chose it. So let's get into it. I guess the best place to start would be like explaining why I chose to become a doula. So... I might reverse engineer that story. So we'll start at sort of um, the end of it first. So yeah, I was like a couple days from delivering. Of course, like I said, I had a doula myself um, with virtual service. So that's sort of my backdrop into going into this labor and delivery process. And I just felt like super... I don't know, at peace feels like maybe a little too exaggerated of what I actually felt, but let's just put it in terms of I wasn't overwhelmingly fearful, which was incredibly shocking to me because my whole life leading up to that moment, um, I've had very... I don't know, differing opinions on childbirth. Like, throughout my life, based on situations and things, um, you know, I've, I had, I've had different feelings. But none of them have been really positive, short of just knowing that through the whole process, you end up having a child. So, yeah, I was just, I was sitting there and I was, I vividly remember like where I was in my house. I was sitting on like the cat, like there's like a a little stool we have that's become the cat stool. So anyway, I was sitting on that in front of the window. The window was open and um, my partner Andrew was outside and I was just like, I don't know, I don't even think we were talking about anything. But it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, I need to become a doula. And I was like, just, I just remember just feeling like, I mean, really and truly, the the statement hit me like a ton of bricks. That's how I felt. I just was just blown away at this revelation that made so much sense. Um, So, 
in that moment, you know, in that present moment, I was definitely being influenced by my own, you know, pregnancy, my impending delivery, and the experience I had with my virtual doula. And the services and the invaluable things that she provided to us uh, as a couple, but uh, to me as the birthing person as well. And I just, I just don't, I mean, we, we always say, and, and you'll hear clients say, if you're, if you are a birth worker and you're listening to this, but you'll, anybody that had a doula, you'll hear them say this as well. I just don't know what I would have done without her. And the interesting, the, the paradox to that now as a birth worker, what's, what's funny is you think that's the goal, but really that's not the goal, right? Because the, the reality is you would do it regardless. I mean, there's people that, you know, deliver in cars, right? They don't make it there. They deliver in cars and they did it. Their bodies did it. And so that's the, the, the true, like, the, the paradox is we want you to feel like you could, can, could do it. Hold on. Pause. I'll return. But, yeah, we want to make you feel like you can do it with support, right? Support is wonderful. And support is... Sh- support is... A part of it and we want you you know like feel comfortable with your birthing team and all those things um but you didn't get through it by virtue of the support um that's just a supporting factor <laughs> if you will to how you made it through at any rate that's a that's a side note but it kind of it leads into sort of one quick note and then I'll continue like my journey and how I found myself saying yes to birth work because it really does feel like it's this game that birth work and I have played <laughs> uh, and it it ended in me saying yes finally so yeah so just the side note is there's this term that I've seen thrown around in the in the doula like world and not really recently so I don't know if maybe people don't use it anymore if they don't that's great um but if if you do and if it applies to you that's that's just great as well but for me in my practice I won't be I won't be using this word but it's it's this term epidoula and I see where they're coming from when they say epidula as opposed to epidural. I get it. I get the joke. But I think it implies, and, and for a while, to be honest with you, I like I didn't have a problem with it. But as I've gone and done through my training, and I've just gone through birth myself, and I just, I truly think birth should look how you want it to look. And so it's going to be different for everybody. I feel like the term epidula is gatekeepery. You know, it, it like gatekeeps. It's this idea that it implies to me that, that you can't have a doula if you're choosing to have an epidural, if you're choosing to have a hospital birth, etc. When the reality is, A, a doula is for every birth and every person. 
and B, hospitals are the places that, you know, things can get super hectic. Things can change on a dime. Um, things can be suggested to you. And when you're in labor, you're in a different, like, state of consciousness. And so it's harder to make quick decisions. Um, and so it's really, really helpful to have an extra set of hands and an extra set of eyes to be sure that you take the time that you need um, so long as it's not like a true, legitimate emergency that requires um, seconds to respond to, right? But in any other case, it's, it's really nice to have that person there to be like, oh, hold on, let's just take a minute as long as that's okay. Um, and so for, for me, doula work is less about, you know, pain management is one thing that we help with. Absolutely, that is a part of my job, physical pain management, non, you know, pharmaceutical pain management. That is part of my job. But the other parts of my job, the that are truly exciting um is the advocacy piece it's the it's the real true informed decision making not only informed consent but informed decision making and like i said advocacy and just like whatever you need it like whatever you need help with like that's what the doula is there for um, the doula is there to just fill in the gaps that the traditional medical like system can't fill. And it's not a negative towards the medical system outright. Um, you know, it's not it's not it's not a slant against the people and the providers, right? it's it's really a, it's this the way the system is set up where you just don't get, enough time with your patients if you're the provider and if you're the patient you don't get enough time with your provider so we're just there to like fill in the gaps and support and educate and answer questions and when we can't answer questions you know send you back to your provider and that really I think assists it's a symbiotic relationship because it, it helps the provider out um, that way your patient's not coming to you with 1,200 questions. It's questions that they all need to be answered. And you as the provider will answer any questions that's asked. But if we can cut down on what, what has to be, be brought to you, you know, that's, that's helpful as well. So anyway, so that's, that's that piece. Um, but yeah, so now we'll go back to like my journey with it. So when I was a kid... And I would, like, watch TV in the mornings. I think it was TLC. They, they would play, like, kid shows in the morning and transition to adult, you know, in the afternoon. So I'd come home from, like, pre-K or, you know, whatever it was. And I would just turn the TV on and watch whatever it was on. And it was, like, birthing shows. And so I would just, like, I was traumatized, truly, watching the birthing show with no context and just these you know, people in labor screaming and just yada, yada, yada. Um, and yeah, and like <laughs> whenever my, my mom saw it happening, she turned it off, but it still scarred me. And so in the next like 
over the years after that, apparently I would always say to my mom, like, I'm not going to get married and I'm not going to go to the hospital because that was, in my mind, you know, as like a a young, like a four-year-old kid, that was my understanding of like how that happened. So like, that's what I, that's what I would say. So I grew up with a like, you know, I was already like traumatized by the, the births that I witnessed and had no context and no understanding over what I was seeing. And so when I got like old enough, I uh, like would consume everything I could about labor and delivery and, and, and birth and, and child, like just being pregnant and stuff like that. To try and understand it and to try and develop, like, you know, real, like, real fact-based, evidence-based opinions and to determine if I could do it or not. Because, like I said, again, I was just so traumatized that I didn't want to do it. Even though I desperately, like, I've always wanted to be a mom. So, eventually, I get to this place where I meet you know, my partner, the person I know I want to have a child with, if that's in the cards. So, this podcast came out called The Longest Shortest Time around that time, and I started listening to it with him, and at that time, I had I had developed really hard opinions on how I wanted to birth. And I didn't see very much flexibility in them. And the ways, the way in which I wanted to birth was, was like, even though it's what I wanted, it freaked me out. And so, yeah, we just hung up the idea of having kids until, sorry, again, I do have the baby. So there's a lot of extra noise where there normally wouldn't be in, in my podcast. Oh, and so I'm sorry about that. Um, I'll t- try and turn down the places where she's she's being a little loud. Um, yeah, so we just hung up the idea of having kids. And it was just like, all right, well, we'll talk about it later. You know, that sort of thing. Just we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. So... Then I ended up getting pregnant, and I had just decided, like, I had I decided to, like, hang up my hard opinions and to just sort of, like, reapproach the situation with unbiased eyes, like, as, like, you know, as unbiased as I could be. And then it turns out, like, one of my best friends is a doula. And so then, like, I ended up, you know that that was really what helped me in the end to be able to make decisions because like I was pre-informed about everything and I was confident in my decision making and that's what I wish for everybody is just is not so much like here's how I want this thing to go um that's important but we also you know anything can happen I think that's fair to to just like have in the back of your mind not in a negative way or in an anxiety inducing way but just in a way so that we can approach it and learn everything you know everything that might help us in that moment so we can be a part of the 
the decision changing if that's what needs to happen so anyway i think i'm gonna leave it here and i'm just gonna release this as it is um this is just in preparation for uh the next interview the next podcast so 